Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of Upload Season 3, Episode 3, Cyber Discount Day, written by Megan Ringer, directed by Tom Marshall. I'll admit the humor in this episode ran a little flat in quite a few places, particularly the the scenes between Nora uh, and the, the family and Nathan. Like a lot of those simply did not have a successful landing. But I do continue to love what they're doing with Alicia, Luke, and the AIs because it makes for a more organically laughable situation, particularly as we are growing these AI as children. And they've kind of become the familial unit that I much more have an emotional connection to than I do the, the other side of things. So I just gave this episode a 7 out of 10. It was not one of my favorites out of the three seasons we've had thus far. But I hope that we find a pace because it, it was more like, okay, we need to figure out what we're going to do. And in the meantime, we're just going to reconnect. And I think that maybe should have happened before things in season two. I think if this worked, if this was a season two episode, it would have maybe worked better. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Popping St- Stitcher, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the social media section, rate, review, drop some stars, like, subscribe, all that good jazz that I probably threw in a lot of words blender together. And if you want to send feedback on the next episode and you differ from my opinion, blackercouch at gmail.com. So we're going to start with the Nora Nathan story arc because it really was a balance between the two. This ironically felt like a Thanksgiving episode, even though it aired October 27th. So I like the tie in there. It was accidental that it happened. But yeah, let's go to the Nora and Nathan scenario. They have or she has released back a lot of the the uploads that have nowhere to go I feel they could have fleshed that out just a bit more to get us to understand what was going on there but I've also moved on as the show has done so (laughs) in regards to what else is going to go on with those people eventually they may find a home if the software is ever created and not controlled by the powers that be that only want to exploit them. But they have to find now accommodations and they go to essentially not a homeless shelter, but a low income housing shelter where his mom has been living with her new boyfriend, whose name I actually forgot. I do like it makes Nathan uncomfortable because now he essentially has (laughs) another man in his mom's life. And uh, he's like, you can call me son. (laughs) Or you can call me dad. I'll call you son. I don't want that. After they make out in front of a very horrified Nora and Nathan, 
who doesn't realize that this is more like a communal space. It's actually quite a few places in the world where this is actual living. She hear about the hotel and in one city where everyone lives in the rooms, it's crazy. But yeah, needless to say, they're not going to be knocking anyone's boots. Blue face, baby. Yeah, yeah, I. Mom encourages them to do so because she got herself a face mask and some earplugs. And while sure, if this was any time between the 1920s or 30s, depending on where you are regionally, it might still be part of your life. Because if you're a nomad, you best believe mom and dad are fucking right there next to the siblings, but they won't be so grown. Everybody in the tent, though, knows what's going on, so you got to be real quiet. But yeah, this, this would be normal behavior, but not for them. And they kind of laugh it off because they're together. And while neither are, I think, a stranger to poverty, it is a change for where they were, well, particularly Nathan, he had hooked up with a rich girl. He had wanted to pursue money. But it feels as if this other Nathan is also going through a transition the way with Ingrid. They both are in the way that Nathan did when he found Nora. And I'm glad that we'll get to Ingrid in a minute that they're doing something with that character. Because I thought we were just going to have a wash, rinse, and repeat. And they're not doing that. And I have a lot more credit for the story arc going forward. When they're out and they're, they got to get some work. Nora says, I can do some freelance for, for Horizon. And I'm thinking, how the fuck they let her have her job? Like she never shows up. She never clocks in. She just goes on leaves. I don't know why she even temporarily is allowed to be employed Maybe the turnover is just that bad and not a lot of people can do what she does. I'm conflicted about it, but at least she has some way to make some income. Nathan is undocumented, so he has to go to the temp, temp agency. <laughs> and the one stall, the one person was shaving their hair for money. That's what people do. They sell blood for money. So all of that realism brought into the show was definitely bonuses. And Nathan applies for several positions as an undocumented worker that he could possibly work. One is eating frozen yogurt out of someone's butthole. Oh, hell no. Have you ever been to prison? No, I have a clean record. Oh, that's too bad. They need someone <laughs> who knows the insides and out. And can fuck some people up. Do you like animals? Yeah, I love animals. Well, that job's not for you because clearly it involves killing animals. And all he can settle for, because he's told that you don't have much of a choice. There's not many things that you're going to be able to do undocumented. He's at the bottom of the barrel. But he is able to collect cans and other types of things on the highway. So he's coming from a place less than even Nora, who gets her package from Horizon, sets it up, but then has to be next to a chick taking an unusually large knife to chop 
an apple and i'm not even sure why because no one's chopping an apple like that at all to eat so it just didn't <laughs> it didn't make sense you know what I'm saying they were really doing like i would have been i would have laughed harder if she just bust out with some nair nair and put her leg up <laughs> anything than what they decided to give in that scene uh, but then they he ends up finding work at a factory because during his travels he actually runs into ingrid when he sees a hiring sign he finds out she works at this suit store one man he's kicked out because <laughs> the rule is if you have explosive diarrhea you cannot be renting out these suits because ain't nobody trying to clean this shit up literally stop it get some help he is surprised to see that ingrid is working and while she tries to demure at first she does admit i do work here he's surprised that she's moved on even though he's he, his pride won't allow that she's moved on because it's only been what two weeks she calls him out rightfully for leaving her tied to a chair <laughs> she has the right to feel some kind of way even though he had the right to do what he did at the time and she, even though she should feel some type of vindictiveness towards him, and even Nora, when he's in need, she directs him to where he can find some employment. And he says, you're a good friend. And while that hurts a bit, she even calls him the real Nathan. <laughs> she accepts that. And I think that is their relationship going forward clearly she cares and loves him it's not her fault that he moved on without her and then they get a turkey that's really a ham at the price of cat food for dinner <laughs> and then they get a call from the other nathan because nora during her day she sees that the bell is not working she fixes that feels very proud of herself and then she goes to Ingrid or Nathan's room because she sees Ingrid talking to the stalker chick about getting their cyber discount buffet free. And it's disgusting. Like who would even want to be eating chicken and then it turns to cheesecake? Even under the influence, that doesn't sound appealing. And so she is blackmailing her or she's saying the only thing I can do is get you two boxes that you can eat in your room, which is what they do for poor people. Because <laughs> they don't want they don't want them to see poor people eating. And I, I forgot for a moment that Lakeview is this illustrious spot. And uh, after that, Nathan calls because she says, I, I, I found out they made a backup copy of you, but it's good because it pretty much covers your tracks and no one's going to come looking for you. She's also very concerned about him having nosebleeds and his head exploding. So she brings back up an old Oscar Meyer, a doctor, Mr. Kapoor, who was working on trying to bring uploads back into bodies which that would just be immortality. I don't even know if we would want that, especially after we see what they're doing right now. They're very rich. And he has been disgraced 
So, of course, she's probably going to reach out because she cannot not think about Nathan all the time and how to keep him next to her. Because as she revealed, she's in love with him. And they revealed it as if it was a secret. And I don't feel as if it was. Even though that they've never bumped and grind, even though I kind of feel like they did. Maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, Maybe not in the real real. So it has to count in the real real. Whatever. I I think those feelings already had transcended when she decided to put her life on the line just to get you the fuck out. Of course you love him. And he looks surprised that she said it. And then she looks surprised that it was out there in the open. And I'm like, I thought this was an obvious. So that didn't work for me. But they're all trying to keep the real Nathan from talking to the copy Nathan because they don't want them to know about each other, or at least they don't want the copy to know about them. And he does still have the connection to his mom. (laughs) So he could have been nicer to him. The funniest part in the whole episode between the Nora uh, part, as well as the, um, the Nathan family situation is the fact that they were dragging him for putting on some weight. And everybody said it to him. Ingrid said it to him. His mom said it to him. Like, oh, you have nicer ears. They <laughs> did something with your ears. And then she just started touching his stomach. Like, oh, you gained some weight. And then Nora said that he had looked more muscled. But then when Navea came out and was like, look, motherfucker, you put you packed on some pounds. You don't got muscles no more. I still love you, but <laughs> you are not the same. He's like, what the fuck? Why you bullying me? You fucking bitch. Why you bullying me? Why you bullying me? You fucking noob. That shit was hilarious. We ain't seen her in forever. And I'm glad she's still part of the family because I was getting concerned. <laughs> oh, she's like, uh, Nevaeh's drunk. Like, what? No, I'm not. You couldn't have come up with a better excuse than that. You came back, Nevaeh, drink. Yeah, all of that just wasn't funny. And that's where we leave them. Let's go over to Nathan 2.0 and Ingrid. So Nathan is super excited for discount, cyber discount. Um, It's very much like Amazon too with the boxes. (laughs) Everyone's excited to get their gifts and he's ready for the day, but she's concerned about money because we find out she's been cut off from her family. They think that her continued her continued support of Nathan is not something they will continue to support. And that she's been cut off and now she has to come into the real world. But she is making real world sacrifices. She hates it because she says, <laughs> that's the other good line. She's like, are you selling your body? That's not a shameful profession. I'm in retail. It's the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. She is not wrong there. For someone who spent a lot of years in retail, I think I would have definitely preferred sex work. (laughs) At least I think one is less filthy than the other. But yeah, she decided that if she's going to continue, even though she's blackmailing uh, the, the stalker chick, she still is continuing to pay for him to stay alive and and be in this place. 
And she leaves him under the illusion of, at first, that everything's just fine. But then she admits that, look, I can't afford the cyber discount buffet. I would love to keep pretending, but I've been cut off with from my family. She even tells the real Nathan as much. Her maturity is coming in very small doses. But she is gradually becoming an independent person because she could very easily go run back to daddy. That is the easiest route she can go. And Nathan definitely hasn't proven that he's worth it, but she knows she he was in that moment that she had him. And now she has that chance once again. And he says, well, that's like, I really did want that buffet. But at the same time, I'm glad you were honest with me. And the most important thing is about being with the people that you love and being with your family he thought Ingrid came in. He's like, get them long legs up in here, girl. <laughs> that was funny for all the wrong reasons. But yeah, I, I like that what they're doing with Ingrid. I've always thought she's a, um, she is someone that's not going to progress all the way, but baby steps. And they continue to utilize her in a smart way. And her and Nathan finding, the old Nathan finding ways to humble each other in their new existence. I don't know. It works. Let's move on to my favorite couple, which is Leisha and Luke. She is at Lakeview with her family. Her mom and her sister, brother-in-law in the background. And it's something that she wanted not only to show them where she worked, but Luke wanted to run up to them and wish them a warm welcome and show off his gracefulness. You know, I'm a, I'm a corporal. You know, I did some shit. I've seen some shit. And he flatters the mom by saying, oh, you must be the sister. And she's like, oh, then the sister's like, wait a minute, you was the one humping, having fantasies about my sister. You need to stay away from my mom. But mom said, uh, you can have any type of fantasy you want about me. Oh, no, I hope I don't fall. She nasty. But I'm glad that, that we finally get some background on Alicia. She has her family over. She wants to cook for them, prepare for them. She's excited because Luke thinks that they're going to have dinner at the buffet. But instead, she's going to have it in the real. You see his visible unhappiness about that. And I like the transition because we saw Nathan be like Nathan 2.0 say that Luke, I'm surprised I haven't seen him around. But in his mind, his best friend is the one that's out in the real world. The copy, they don't have the same memories and going down the same things together. At least not completely. But the fact that he isn't aware shows that he has moved on and recontextualized the importance of the relationships that are around him. And Alicia is an important person to him. And thus he keeps showing up everywhere she's at. Like, hey, she's like, do you not have any plans today? And he does it, though. He has a loneliness. And he... um he likes helping her. He's like, I figure you were here. So I'll be here with you so that you're not alone. 
and we could be here together because we're meant to be together. I will go down with this shit. And I won't put my hands up and surrender. I must say, Alicia, that outfit was not it. I love you, girl, but that outfit was not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. She's told that she has to work because she is having all her family over at her home. But of course, they just wanted to explore. They don't want to. <laughs> but I get what she was trying to do and how it went wrong because I've been there many times. How people like to, your family like to come over your house. They talk about you behind your back and in front of your face. They don't allow for you to do what you need to do because they think that they know what they're doing. Ruin shit. And then on top of that, on top of that, not even wait for your ass to eat dinner. Be respectful. Understand, you know what? She's trying to work and she's trying to provide a meal for us. The least we can do is give her a couple of minutes <laughs> to get back before we dig in. <laughs> it's like, nah. So, <laughs> um, she has to work because her boss, whose name I forgot right now, is trying to work on her marriage with her husband because it's going down because he she doesn't respect him, which we see she doesn't. And then we have Luke who talks to the AI guy about what time off is. Because she's upset that she doesn't get to have her holiday. They want to know what a holiday is. Pastor Luke tells them what a holiday is. <laughs> and so they essentially decide to stop working. Because why should they have to work 24 hours, 7 days a week? If they're a person, shouldn't they work when they want to? Or at least be allowed to have time off? Which is why they didn't have the bell working. But she fixed it. That was their first... Their first um, moment <laughs> of rebellion. And then Luke calls and is like, uh, you got to get yourself over here. And I did not do it. I just want you to know that, even though they ratted him out very quickly. <laughs> Pastor Luke told us about time off. She at first tells them they're like screwdrivers. They don't get to have the things that real people have. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was supposed to be more like a real person. <laughs> I'll work 24 hours, seven days a week, you know, never get anything. So she promises for them to have a holiday dinner if they work during the day. It does put an additional dinner on her, but considering all she got to do is get them boxes <laughs> and teach them to swallow. She all good. She all good. But yeah, I was disappointed when she got back because they was talking bad shit talking about these beans ain't even soft. <laughs> That's rude and disrespectful. All of y'all is being rude and disrespectful right now. She's like, damn. It's like, we got to put some, uh, some, there's like, there's no butter in the potatoes. <laughs> so we like the uh, discount one because she rented for the ham, but she kept telling them, don't touch it. It's fine. It does what it's supposed to do, but they refuse to allow her to believe she knows what she's doing. So they end up fucking up her ham. And she probably did spend a lot of money to impress them on. 
with this machine, but it was all for naught. And just as uh, <laughs> Pastor Luke is telling them about how Grace was someone's sister, <laughs> they're like, oh, she's back. And she's happy to know that they all waited for her because they are her family. And she has to very patiently teach one of the AIs how to swallow. <laughs> I didn't think that scene was going to go on for as long as it did. I thought she would get frustrated, but she was so patient. She's like, nope, nope, down the back end, down the back. Nope, mm -mm, keep on trying, keep on trying. Even one of them is like, this is, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> but eventually they do. And she's like, A++. And Luke and her share a little look. I saw that look. I saw what y'all was doing. Mm -hmm. She's like, y'all are perfect. Which they are. Their whole little family is. And he just wanted to spend time with her. Because they're family. But they're also like, hmm. So need to be together. Anyhow. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the gist of the episode. It was, it was a filler for the most part. Because it doesn't move any of our plot forward. Which I don't mind that. I think there could be a lot more fleshing out of the characters, but it just didn't, it wasn't as successful for me as, as, uh, other times. And since the show is primarily a, a comedy, I do need to judge it on those merits. Um, and yeah, I'm still looking forward to the next episode to see where they're going to go. If they're just going to continue this more of, Let's figure out what the next steps are. Clearly, his nosebleeds are going to come into effect. The fact that he's not telling her, he's not trusting her with that because he doesn't want her to be worried. But you see that she can proactively and they can proactively maybe do something, especially if it's a more pressing concern than what they're going to eat. We do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag. <laughs> What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is feedback for upload season three, episode three. Um, I didn't even realize uh, they were renewed for a season four until I listened to your podcast yesterday. The I just listened to the first one. Um, and then I realized that I watched um, episode three a long time ago and I hadn't sent in feedback um, I told you I haven't been feeling well. Uh, my brain fog from the medication was like on 20. Um, I hate when I'm sick, especially when it's my days off because I just slept all of my days away. But I am feeling a little bit better. So I will say at least I don't have to go to work tonight in the next two days uh, feeling like crap. Um, probably can use a nap because the sleep I got didn't feel like sleep, but, you know, whatever. Um, but I I will, I did like this episode a little bit better. Um, I don't remember everything, so I'm just going to tell you what I remember. I remember um, Alicia and uh, Luke um, having more interaction, and I, I always... Uh, enjoy them together. Um, I I 
also enjoyed that um, she ended up having Thanksgiving dinner with Luke and then the AIs. Um, Luke talking to them about Jesus and whatnot, and they like eating up everything he said. That shit was so funny. I'm like, Lord, he gonna have these AI people being dumb as fuck. They finna be so stupid. But, I mean, it is gonna be some uh, different kind of artificial intelligence. They're gonna have some type of like emotional link because, you know, being AI, they shouldn't have any kind of religion. And I feel like if they do have religion, it would be like, you know, Westworld, like some type of level up. Um, whether it's them idolizing Luke as their God, which is going to be a absolute hot mess and also hilarious. Um, it'll, it'll be what Alicia was trying to do. Uh, also, her family fucking up that ham. I would have ended Thanksgiving right then. I promise you, the shit would have been over. Like, absolutely not. Fuck you guys. Get out of my goddamn house. I told you not to touch it. You didn't listen. And now we got to start over. And this shit was expensive. And the ham is on the floor. I I don't understand what part of don't touch it. Like, if you wanted to cook, motherfuckers, y'all should have said y'all was going to cook. If I'm going to cook, you need to stop touching shit and let me cook. I would have been so mad. I swear to you, it would holidays would have been over. And then for me to come back and y'all motherfuckers are eating without me in my house, on my dishes, on my kitchen table, hell to the no. I, I would have rained hell on all of you motherfuckers. Like, I'm dead ass serious. First of all, I wouldn't I wouldn't be working on a day y'all told me I had off. I, I don't give a shit. No. I'm I'm not about to work because you need the day off because your marriage is in shambles. I've already had people in my house. I already invited them. I can't work. It's just it's not possible. Um it, or I can give you a couple hours and then I'm done. But I'm not just gonna be popping in and out of work like you can go to hell. And go to hell with this job. Like I know she needs this job to uh you know, pay for the apartment that she's in and like the, the good cartridge, but I, I have boundaries. You're not going to just pop up like this one thing you're not going to do. You make my schedule in advance so that, um, <clears throat> I know what days I have to work. You give me a day off and then you suddenly take it back. Absolutely not. That's not something I'm going to tolerate, but Alicia better than me. And I also know that times are different. <laughs> Motherfuckers can't even afford shit nowadays um i keep thinking about that farm with the ugh, ugh i don't want to talk about it it was just gross <laughs> that's the kind of life we live in these in like that times like sounds terrible um but i did like alicia with luke that was good times um and then they her trying to teach the ais that shit was funny they were acting a mess hilarious but a mess um i don't know if they intended this ai guy to be such a major part of the show but he is hilarious um i feel like he was probably supposed to be just a side character and he got popular so they just added him in but i could be wrong i just i feel like we're seeing a lot more than we did at season one um the fact that he's <laughs> playing multiples of himself is hilarious the actor um now let's get to nathan and nora um 
that whole like communal like living situation seems horrible i don't i don't remember where uh nathan's mom picked up old boy but she needed to go throw him back to the streets because he seems terrible when he was like you can call me dad absolutely not this man is 30 <laughs> he do not need you to be his daddy i need you, i'm gonna need you to take it down a couple notches um, I was happy that we got to see Nathan's uh, niece. She's awesome and she's super cute and she's getting so big. Um, her curls still popping. Um, oh, and when he ran into Ingrid at that, like, the virtual reality suit, I forget what it's called, that suit place where she's working now, um, which actually is pretty smart in her, on her part because if you're going to be there all the time and be in this suit to come see your man, uh, you might as well get a discount. <laughs> I'm mad she closing the store early though, so she can go, you know, eat dinner with her man. Also, this Nathan, I am I supposed to like? Is this Nathan the Nathan before he met Nora, or is this the Nathan that was rebooted when he forgot Nora? I'm just, tr I'm trying to remember or understand why he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> he remembers absolutely nothing. Um. And I haven't gone back to watch, so I, I can't say for sure. So if you remember, Christina, maybe you did say it in the last podcast. I just haven't listened to two yet. So if you already told me in two, you don't have to reiterate because I'll listen later. Um, but I this Nathan is, is so different from the Nathan that we met in season one. But he's also different from the Nathan that we know now so I'm just trying to to understand why this Nathan is the way that he is the one that's in Lakeview um but him calling his mom and then the other Nathan was there trying to listen was hilarious um I wanted them to see each other to see what would happen like would Lakeview Nathan tweak out because he's alive or would like what what would happen is it like you know those like canon when you see your like from back to the future you can't see yourself your past self or you go crazy or some shit like that is that is that what's supposed to happen i don't know but i'm very interested um trying to think of the interactions nathan and nora had all i remember is is nora saying she'll pick up some shifts from lakeview first of all how weren't you fired i could have sworn she was fired or she quit you ain't been in work in in weeks and you just could just pick up a shift. How does that work? I don't quite understand. I don't I don't understand. I really I'm confused. I feel like she shouldn't be able to work there cuz she doesn't work there cuz she was fired. I could be wrong. But anyway, I do I do know that I agree with you that Nathan and Nora are acting like they didn't try to kill Nathan before. And the fact that she knows that it's all the billionaires and they all got together, that he should assume that all the billionaires know what that Nathan knows, what Nathan knows, and that Choke tried to kill him. Like, that's information I feel like they would all share with one another. It'd be like, this is what I'm doing for the cause. What are you doing? Because billionaires feel like they're untouchable, especially in this world where you could be a billionaire and die and you're still running shit. Like, you have no grounds to believe that you are not untouchable. Sounds like you are untouchable. Killing millions of people so that they can't vote you out. That's kind of untouchable. 
Um, like I said, I, I watched this a long time ago. I don't remember much else. So I'm going to end it here until next time. Love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. It seems like you liked it a lot better than, a little better than I did. Uh, did you see him staring at her boobs? He's like, there's nowhere else to look. He's like, dude, you can't be so obvious. <laughs> so that's something that Leisha definitely, or Luke definitely taught the AIs. He, he's absolutely making them their child. Leisha's that one though. She's the one that does all the favors so that even when she fucks up in the past, in the, it's something like, like, remember that time I, I did that for you? So no, she doesn't want to do it. And yeah, I can see the benefits. I would be that one too. They'd be like, no, I already got the day off. You better, you better go find something else to do. They have that type of rapport where it is about getting as much of that corporate power corporate leverage that she can get Uh, i agree that the ai guy is an unexpected happiness in the show i do think he was meant to play a minor role but he's very enjoyable (laughs) i don't know why he doesn't have his memory and i think i said in that last pop I'm not that interested in knowing I I don't think I care as much so if you do find out though let me know Uh, oh and we skipped over the fact that he went to beyond and his former partner's dead the black guy's dead so here we got life and death situations once again and he not only does Nathan not bring up to the woman that he's wanting to spend the rest of his life with that he's bleeding out of his nose but they're still out of here taking people permanently off the board. And like I said previously, you're technically dead and you've been dead. And now you even have a copy. He even makes that joke to her. Like, hey, if something happens to me, at least you'll have another one. But we clearly know it's not the same. And I think that might be a premonition. Maybe we don't get this, Nathan. I mean, for everyone loving that Nora storyline, that might be a little bit much. <laughs> but... Um, since I'm not really as shippy with those two as others would be, I don't think I would be, that's not like a game changer for me, but, uh, yeah, that was a weird line to say, like, well, of course it's not the same because I'm not going to be able to get you back, but then again, maybe they can put him on a little disc. I don't know. Dead doesn't mean completely dead in this world, at least not for our main characters. But looking forward to your thoughts on the next episode. If you want to join in the conversation, blackhercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.